Okay, I'm so gonna get bashed for this. Are you guys ready for some loud opinions? It's Yara, by the way, and welcome to Unorthodox, the place where I'm gonna open the can of worms no one wants to touch. That's what happens when you give a skeptic a microphone. Join me on Podio for weekly episodes where I attempt to explore the ins and outs of society and people, and I ask the most important question of them all, why? Okay, hi guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of Unorthodox. I'm here to talk about the Red Scare. Uh, No, not the Western doctrine that vilifies communism. We are here to talk about something worse, something that's the scariest thing the world has gone through since the Ice Age. Not that anyone really remembers the Ice Age, honestly, but whatever. We're here to talk about periods. I'm never going to say those words again during this whole episode. So like, uh, so here's the breakdown. Girls bleed from their privates. And I sound like a 12-year-old boy. Just kidding. 12-year-old boys don't know what periods are, probably. If that sentence made you gag or wince or frown, then you should probably listen to the rest of this podcast. Uh, Girls undergo a menstrual cycle every month. Well, sometimes every month. If sometimes applies to you, please see a gynecologist. It's uh, nature's way of telling you you've got permission to bear children. So thank you, nature. I've always wanted to have children at 12. I have often dreamt of taking breaks from seventh grade civics to nurse, burp, and change my child. Oh, and I obviously never wanted to grow taller than 158 centimeters. And if any of you know me, you know how short I actually am. Insert troll face here. Anyway, I just wanted to share my very loud thoughts about how taboo being on your period is, especially in our uber-progressive society. As you all know, Throughout the centuries, being a woman was always so fabulous. You could decide what you wanted to work, where you wanted to go, who you wanted to marry, and of course, what you wanted to wear. I'm obviously kidding because none of those things are true. Even today, some of these things are not true for in a lot of societies. Um, but whenever that time of the month came for any woman of quote-unquote civilized society, it was either a big deal or was something that had to be disguised, something that was impure. Yeah. So I came across a lovely blog post while doing some research for this podcast. It's from a website called Nick's Teen, and it's titled The History of Periods menstruation through the ages, if anyone wants to check it out. So I'm going to be reading a couple of things I found interesting in the article. Um, For those who don't know, NYX is actually an underwear company, and they're very well known for, um, they have lines of period panties as a more sustainable alternative to actually uh, having pads or tampons or whatever. I don't know what I really feel about that, um, but maybe we can discuss that later. So this article... I'm just going to read a couple things that made me laugh, a couple things that were interesting. Um, Ancient menstrual myths. 
There is very little documentation about women's periods in ancient history, probably due to the fact that most of the scribes were men who chose not to record menstruation. So technically, men just did not want to talk about it. Um, because obviously these men were birthed by trees in the wilderness or something, you know? I don't even know. Next. Historians believe that menstruating women were associated with magic and sorcery. Literally, I really wish my uterus was magical. Roman author and philosopher Pliny the Elder wrote that a menstruating woman could stop hailstorms and lightning, as well as kill crops. That explains why I could never keep a cactus alive. It was also believed they could kill bees. I'm actually so scared of insects, and I think if my period could kill bees, I would be on my period forever. Um, now we move on to medieval times. What a lovely time, a lovely time to be born in, to live in, for women especially, and for people with leprosy. I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. Uh, historians conclude most medieval women used rags, hence the term on the rag. Otherwise, many women would just free bleed into their clothes. And I don't know if you guys watch any medieval movies, like Game of Thrones, for example. I think that could be a medieval setting. Um, they're actually filthy. Like, I would never want to, to live in that. I don't think people shower and everything's grimy and dirty. So imagine adding period blood into that and not washing properly. There was a lot of religious shame surrounding periods. So women went to insane lengths to hide their cycle from the public. Uh, this actually has not changed today in some cases. And I'm going to be going into that a bit more later. So those were a couple of things from the article that I found interesting. On the topic of periods not really having been recorded in history, uh, these days, honestly, I think it's still a taboo topic, especially in Lebanon in specific. I mean, I'm not generalizing here, but I do think that it is something that people don't discuss as freely as they would discuss something else, even though it's, it's quite a normal occurrence. Uh, I think like any other taboo topic, I think the best icebreaker is just simply slowly trying to like integrate it into casual conversation. I'm not saying just walk down the street and be like, I have my period. No one wants to know that, I guess. I mean, it's it's not something necessarily anyone has to know about you. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's it's weird if you just shout that out. But it shouldn't be something that you you feel like you have to hide, I guess. Um Ever since I got my period at the age of 12, after which I have not grown, um, I, you know, in my head, it was always this something that was normal, something that everyone went through, something that was really special. Like I remember having my clique of friends at school and everyone got their periods and I hadn't gotten mine yet. And then I got my period and everyone was like, ah, oh, mabrook, and know. Okay, I felt like, wow, this is such a gift. I can have a child now. That's just, I don't know. I think it's weird to say mabruk to someone who got their period. And um, Okay. Do they say mabruk to boys when they ejaculate for the first time? So the first time I got my period, I remember my mom sitting me down. Oh, I said, normal. I 
you know, what a period is and what happens every month and perhaps not like the scientific hormonal aspect of it. But, you know, I know that it happens to to women. And that is like the first step of me becoming a woman. Yay. So exciting. Uh, so my mom sat me down and she taught me how to, you know, clean and wash and put a pad on and, you know, night pads versus day pads and panty liners and stuff, all that stuff. Um, and I remember sh- her saying it was something that was very normal, something that كل صبيه بتمرق فيه وانا هلا صرت صبيه انه بعدهم بيقولوا لي صبيه لهلا اساس انا يعني طفله كنت عمري 23 سنه anyway اختي حرام بيقولوا لها صبيه كمان بس هي عمرها 10 سنين ما بعرف ليه بيقولوا لها يمكن على الطول او شيء اختي اطول مني and honestly one of the hardest things i went through when i got my period was in class when we needed to go to the bathroom and i feel like a lot of girls can relate to this i definitely You know, I went through that phase where, you know, we were going to go to the toilet. First thing is that if it was a girl teacher, okay, it was a little bit easier, but we were going to be able to do it. Oh my God, how do you say that I have my period? The one who said, Miss, can I go to the bathroom? And I need to go to the bathroom. And then she, until she understands that I have my period and, she, and if she's pissed or something, Then she's like, لا, I remember that feeling of despair that was like, I don't know what to do now. I really need to go change my pad or something. Or I'm paranoid that, uh, you know, it's going to spot on my pants or something. But I remember the military strategy of how to change the pad from the shanta. Every single girl in my class, I remember... Like it would be like you have to put your hand in the bag and then is a feed jacket بيكون كتير أهيان لأنه دغري بتنضب بجيبة الجاكيت إذا ما في جاكيت بدنا إنه خبيني شوي بدي جيب pad I remember all of these very vaguely because now they just make me angry remembering this بس بتذكر إنه عشوي رح نزحف على الأرض وإنه عم يقصفونا ونحنا بدنا نطلع الباد كمان الصبيان ما يشوفوها لأنه إذا شافوها بيحترقوا عيونهم يعني صراحة ما بعرف so That was if there was a girl teacher. No matter what. But if there a guy teacher, for example, it's so weird. Anyway, um, if it was a guy teacher, it would be almost impossible to do that. But the nice thing is that it was actually during school that something happened. I think, I used to always think like, why is this such a taboo? Like, why is this so abnormal? Especially during the grades where we actually learned about the reproductive cycle and, and you know, the menstrual cycle and all of that. It started becoming something quite normal. It, in my head, at least, it started becoming something that was very, especially since my dad is actually a pharmacist. So he is a healthcare professional. So I always felt, you know, comfortable asking things at home, asking him like to get me pads or to, or to get me pain meds or something. I felt like I liked that environment so much. And I, and I felt like I could talk to my mom about it, about everything, even sometimes descriptive, like a bit graphic. And I felt like that was very okay. 
فما كان عندي ما عاد عندي كثير مانع اني احكي بالموضوع صرت شوي عم فكر انه ليش بعدنا هيك بالمدرسه ليش بعد في بنات هيك بيعملوا بيخافوا او بينقذوا او whatever ما بعرف ما بحس it's worth it anymore I guess so I remember one day I sort of broke the ice in class when uh, I was with a friend of mine and her I was I think I was about to say that I was on my period to her and there were some of our guy friends next to us and they were good friends of ours you know we weren't at an age where we were like babies anymore and no صبيان ما بيحكوا معنا وكله كليكات وهيك انه كان بوقتها كل الصف صار صحبه But uh, I was, I literally said, oh my God, I'm on my period. My stomach hurts. And the guys were next to me and I felt that there was a reaction, a catastrophic, that no one died, no one fell on the earth and started convulsing or something. So I felt like, oh, maybe this isn't that bad. Maybe this isn't something that I should be so afraid of. And after that, I think that was like grade nine or 10 or something. And then grade 11 and 12, You start having a sort of rapport with your teachers, like, okay, you start becoming friends with your teachers, if you will. You start, I mean, we were still teenagers, or what can I do with stuff? But no, few teachers can especially biology teachers. I remember they were very open about discussing certain topics in class because that's obviously necessary since we actually take the subject. And I actually remember that after that, I asked my biology teacher, who at the time was a guy, I asked him if I could go to the bathroom and to change my pad. I mean, I obviously didn't say it out like too loudly, but I went up to him and I'm like, um, Estes, you know, you know, I'm on my period. Can I go change? He's like, yeah, sure. And he was very okay with it because, you know, he's he's a biology major. He had a master's in biology. So he shouldn't he shouldn't have been scared of this in the first place. I don't think I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about, even though a lot of people do think that. I feel like, especially the older generation, I can't sit down with my grandma, for example, and be like, oh, yeah, so I'm on my period and I'm in a lot of pain right now. And I feel like it's something, I hate when something is taboo for no apparent reason. Another place that it's so shocking to buy pads or get pads is actually pharmacies because they either put them in like a cabinet or a dark closet or or not facing the windows. And usually pharmacies have like glass vitrines um, so that you could see what's inside apparently because it looks cleaner or something. I don't know. Um, but I remember actually being in Ainemreise once and I was going to dorms. I was still in college and I wanted to buy pads. And I stopped at a pharmacy in Ayn and I went down and I asked, there was a, a pharmacist, you know, and I'm, at this point, I'm used to talking about this. And it's not something and I asked the, the guy pharmacist, I was like, no, please, um, he turned to this woman next to him and he's like, and then she took me to a corner and opened a cabinet and she's like, I want to Come on, calm down, dude. Why is it عيب? I don't get it. Why are diapers in full view and then, you know, sanitary pads and tampons have to be hidden? Like diapers literally store urine and poop. Can we just? Kids poop like 10 times a day. 
and we parade those على البيتين بيكون يعني مرسوم عليهم ولد او مرسوم عليهم شيء كثير كيوت and we literally forget that these things hold feces okay but i don't know i feel like they're on the same level human excretions So I really don't like that about a lot of drugstores in in Lebanon that they hide it or it's weird or people feel like it's weird to go buy tampons or pads and يكون مثلا الفندور صبي او شيء انه لا بستحي ما في شو بدي اعمل I think the same thing could be said about condoms another thing that's extremely important to have maybe we could talk about that in another episode though but I feel like people بيستحوا يروحوا يشتروا condoms and it's something that's extremely important for sexual health and no Just like sanitary pads are very important for hygiene. Going back to the topic of school, um, we used to have these health talks every year. Doctors, usually either like um, pediatricians or gynecologists, they separately. بس نحنا يحكونا بأنه you know about periods and and how to be clean and even stuff like masturbation and birth control stuff like that especially when I think we were like 16 at the time or something بس بتذكر أنه everyone was deathly silent during those sessions and no one really asked a lot of questions um, I asked a couple I remember a couple of my other friends asked some questions بس أنه I don't, the, the point they had to split the class, you know, instead of making this thing normal, you know, you know, when, when boys, I'm going to stereotype this, but like boys at that age are a bit more immature than girls. I'm not going to say that all girls are mature at that age because, you know, not all of them are. I wasn't that mature. Well, sometimes I was, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like boys, maybe, you know, And they probably thought it would make us more comfortable to ask questions when we were girls with each other. But girls can be extremely judgmental towards each other. So like maybe it's not that comfortable talking about these intimate private things, quote unquote, again, because it shouldn't be that intimate to have a period. It's something that every single person goes through. Um, that's something that bothered me, I guess, that... We didn't have a sexual education class. We didn't have a place, a platform where we could actually discuss this in a very chill setting without, you know, thinking, oh, uh, someone's going to judge me or someone's going to think that I'm I'm not a good person or that I do bad stuff or my reputation is going to be, I don't know, like things like that. And, and it's very evident because our society actually places a lot of pressure on having a stellar reputation or... I don't really like that. And um, education about this topic has to come at an early age. I think I was lucky enough and no, I I read a lot about things like this. I asked a lot of questions. I think that's something that's very sad, honestly. And I encourage, I have two younger siblings. I actually encourage them to talk about topics other than TikTok and, and YouTubers and which YouTuber just made $1.2 billion eating eyeshadow. I don't know. But, eh, and no, 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 and no
that are very important. Mwadiya of society. And yes, a period is a mawdu'a of society and, and puberty and and being a woman and coming of age. These are societal matters. It's not a personal thing, you know. People say personal like it's something bad, like it's something you shouldn't share. It should be something you should talk about. And a lot of people who don't ask questions, who who are made to feel as though having your period is something that is impure or dirty, um, they have their period. These are the people who are like, oh no, no one can know that I'm doing this. This is so weird. This is so bad. And no, and no, to me, that's complete bullshit, I think. Um, no one should be made to feel as though they're not, they're unclean because of something that's completely biological. I mean, if we're going to talk about guys in this case, um, men actually have periodic wet dreams because that's necessary for the regeneration of their sperm cells. And I don't think that's something that's gross either or something that's like, I know this because me and my guy friends are very open with each other. We discuss a lot of these things. And we discuss the fact that they are taboos specifically. But yeah, I don't think that's gross either. And I think in the same way, talking about your period and talking about how... You're able to bear children. I can't believe I keep saying that, to bear children. But no, technically, yeah, that's literally what a period means. I am able to get pregnant now. I don't think that should be something that society sort of sanctions. As in, I have my period. Like literally, means I am sick or I got sick. And no, imagine you're on your period and... In your head, it's like you're sick, you're you're diseased right now, or you're you're not normal right now. You can't do things that other people do because you're on your period. I get that a lot of women go through a lot of pain during their periods, and sometimes going through that isn't easy, but that should be something that is discussed as well. I think, you know, just sitting at home and, and clenching your stomach and being alone and not being able to sort of it's not very nice. Um, a couple more things I want to say about the topic. Uh, women are made to feel very inferior because of the fact that they get periods or because of the fact that they have a couple of days during the month where, you know, they're incapable of doing things they're usually capable of doing, either because they're in pain, either because they have a heavy flow or... I think we should open up the conversation between men and women, especially the younger you start it, the better, because, you know, boys and men are made to feel that this is something that is extremely normal. And girls and women are made to feel that it's fine. Obviously, it's fine to have your period. It's not like you can stop it, you know? No. You could take birth control, but that's just usually done for other purposes. Um, it's not shameful to be on your period. I think it's very important for us to change that conversation, to change the narrative behind it. Um, another funny occurrence, I just remembered, when people are at the beach sometimes, in bikinis or swimsuits or whatever, and she's like, hey, I can't swim. And then she sort of looks at the ground and, okay, you know, I'm on my period, but I'm not saying it. 
I would personally go and be like, you know, I'm on my period. I can't go to the I can't go to the beach or I would go to I don't know why we, you would go to the beach on your period. Honestly, if you're actually not going to swim, it's just going to be really hot. Uh, but I don't think it's something that and and a lot of girls are made to feel in why she I don't like that. I don't want to get into this a lot, but I think religion also has a lot to do with that, with women being made to feel inferior to men in a lot of ways. For people who actually believe or have faith, um, if we talk about the story of Adam and Eve and how Eve was actually a part of Adam. So even from Genesis, it starts off as women being on a lower pedestal, if you will. And it continues on like that because religion makes us, makes us as women feel like we're weaker or we can't do something. I was raised Greek Orthodox, for example, and in Greek Orthodox church, um, behind the altar, if anyone's ever been to a church, it's actually the thing that you face when you pray and the priest can go behind a certain curtain and there's things there. I wouldn't know what things there are there because I've never been inside because women are not allowed to go inside because they are quote unquote impure. And I feel like that's, that's something that's very unfair. And that's something that really turns me off from, from all these rules and traditions that the church sets that are unnecessary. Uh, this talk isn't about religion, but I'm saying, you know, this inferiority is implemented there. And periods in general are implemented there because the only reason women are impure is because they bleed or they're, I mean, we're not sinners, I guess, in general, off the bat. I don't know. Um, the last thing I want to touch upon and something that I think a lot of people talked about this year is access to sanitary products for women and to hygiene products, especially genital hygiene. There are a lot of women across Lebanon who actually don't have access to sanitary products, especially in a lot of refugee camps, this is the issue, in a lot of underprivileged areas in Lebanon. And I remember there were a lot of attacks sanitary products or intimate wash or intimate wipes or sanitary pads. Um, for a campaign if I remember correctly, they were sending out boxes of sanitary pads and tampons and intimate wash to to women across these areas. And I think we're really this is how you start talking about it in a good way, especially this year in which nothing has gone right. I think I would say like a lot of people finally, even though and one of the things this, this conversation, this um, sort of injustice, if you will. I know I'm making a big deal about having your period because it is a big deal. If you think of it, it's a very big deal. It's the creation of life. And it's part of that process. So I don't see why it's something that's not celebrated. I don't see why it should be, you know, locked up in a dark room and only brought out if you're at the gynecologist or if your period's late or if it's early or if you have a cyst or something. I, I think we should really open up the conversation to this and to a lot of other things. 
So that's all we have for today, guys. It was lovely actually sharing my thoughts on this. And I have one last message, especially for you girls out there. Don't be afraid to start up this conversation. Don't be afraid to say anything about it. Maybe start talking about it with your friends. Don't feel like this is something shameful for you to talk about. It's extremely normal. And anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. Sorry to say that. And to you boys or guys out there, um, you need to really tetabalo no this happens. This is normal. And it's very important that you have information on this because, because maybe one day when you get married, you're going to have children, you're going to have daughters, and they're going to need someone to talk to about this. And it shouldn't be only the mother's job to talk about this. I think we should really share these gender roles. If you guys have any questions about this or any suggestions for other topics you want me to talk about, um, drop me a DM on Instagram. My handle is yarajname or send me an email at namiyara at gmail.com and I'll be happy to check them out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next episode.